This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Download Upside and start getting cash back wherever you roll. It's like having your own hype man. Get an average of 17% cash back at restaurants. Oh, it's dinner time. Average of 13% on groceries. Get those groceries. 10 cents per gallon average cash back on gas. It's go time. Plus, cash back at participating convenience stores too. Stacks on stacks. Users can earn hundreds of dollars a year, three times more than other apps. Upside, show me that money. All right, we get it. Get it. It's easy. Just sign up for the free Upside app and start getting cash back for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Facebook, so we don't have to play the intro video. So you can just jump right in. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336 Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly senator host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Soroka. Hey, Josh. Hey, no crazy intro or anything there. We kind of skipped into it. I know you had a rush night. So, uh, you just oh, well, couldn't come right. up with anything? No, well, I mean, we got a ton to talk about with the Orioles stuff, so I didn't want to waste time with some <laughs> intro. So I mean, get just a ton of the Orioles talk. What, you're not going to give me credit for warning you guys months ago that this lockout was coming? No, I mean, the lockout comes as no surprise. It's no. incredibly stupid. Yep. Um, I like how people are taking sides, though, with the owners or the players. This always cracks oh, me up. There's no, there's no sides. It's, no, there's no sides. It's baseball and fans, and baseball is screwing it up for the fans. Yeah. If you're rooting for the owners or for the um, players, it's like when the Yankees and the Red Sox play and you're picking a team to root for. Like, stop. No, just don't pick a team to root for. It's, um, it's, it's, it's worse than that, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but that, but that's my point. My point is, if you're rooting for someone, you're you're, you're doing we're, it wrong. Right, we're losers. Yes, it's just both sides are screwing us. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. yep. You're being screwed from both sides, as Matt put it. Yep, that's that's what I mean. And, and, and take it from a guy who has been an Oriole fan his whole life, so I know a thing or two about being screwed from both sides. It's not pleasant. It's not pleasant. <laughs> Yeah, and this and might Josh, be the. That is not our show title. So this might be right the. Now, this might be the fastest. Title. This might be the fastest we've ever came up with a show title. No, that is not a show title. <laughs> that is the show title. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, and, and thanks for the lockout. There's our show. We'll talk to you guys next week. Well, you know, you know the, the good news is, uh, Josh, as Oriole fans who are experiencing a lockout now, um, I mean, first, there's two blessings in disguises here. One, if we didn't play a single game this year, it'd probably be a blessing for the Orioles um, and Oriole fans. The other thing is, at least we got, you know, the most exciting electric football player in the NFL and our, our Ravens, dominant Ravens football team. To, to, to get us through this lockout. So at least we get back going, back going right, for us. Right, right. Hey, and at least we didn't lose any crap players in the Rule 5 draft. Not yet, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, or pick up any crap players. All right. Yeah, we don't pick, pick up crap players. We don't just... You're right. It's a, two, it's, a, it's a two-sided thing there. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You want to talk Ravens or you want to talk Lyles? Well, that's all. I mean, the Orioles talk will be Jordan Lyles. But we can... We can start, I mean, because that signing happened after the pod last week. I, I thought we could do a new segment also during the lockdown. Oh, a new segment? Yeah. Every week we share something that we are looking forward to seeing in Adley Rushman's debut. Oh, nice. I saw <laughs> people were going crazy over him in a golf ball. That's where really <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. We were losing our minds. That's, that's, that's where we're at. Far. Yeah. Uh, but, no, we can touch on the Ravens real quick, Josh. The Ravens lost to the Steelers. Yep. Your thoughts? Uh... <laughs> I think the bigger story coming out of this is the, is more injuries for the Ravens. Ooh, the loss of Marlon Humphrey our, for the season. Yeah. The fact that we went for two, not necessarily because it's the best football move at the time, but because we were out of cornerbacks. Yeah, I mean, we were, argue, we were. I'm fine. Yeah. I, I think it's a decent football move. You don't and think the what play Mike call. Preston said it was a laughable play call. A laughable play call. I think. A, I think that. Uh, no, I don't think it was laughable. I think it was a good play that was poor. I think it was a poorly thrown ball by Lamar Jackson. And it comes down to that. Andrews was open. Andrews was there. Andrews was ready. The, uh, the line blocked properly. And it was a poorly thrown ball by Lamar Jackson. Okay. So I would. That's what I'm going to go with. I don't think it was a laughable play. I also know that our defense sucks against the pass, so I can understand John Harbaugh not wanting to get our defense on that field again. Yeah, you know the irony of our. This reminds me of, you know how you know when when um, you tend to as humans you tend to show love the way that you like to receive love. You know what I'm saying? That okay. people love in different right. ways, but you. All right. So tell me about the love. tell me about the Ravens' love language. In the way that you receive love, love language—that's the term. Yeah. So the Ravens' defensive lung language is blitzing. This yes. is their favorite thing yes. to do. Yeah. Do these zero blitzes. Which, I mean, which is why we also give up big plays. Which is why you think Lamar would be better at. Well, yeah. This. That, that's my point. A, you you know we see a lot of that in practice because it's kind of the Ravens' defensive style. B. Like, I think it's, I think it's, I think here's the problem. The Ravens get burned so much with the zero blitz because, Josh, here's my point. Listen to this. The Ravens get burned so much. This is just genius. I want you to take this in. The Ravens get burned so much with the zero blitz, but they keep on doing it. Why? Well, because it's their love language. And when they ever do it, whenever they, they, they do it to Lamar Jackson in practice, it works every time. And so when they go to the game to do the zero blitz, they're like, how come this doesn't work every time? When we're doing a practice against Lamar, it works every time, 
right? Because that's their love right. language. But but other teams, no other teams like Big Ben, like he knows how to beat the blitz. Right, right, right. So you're saying the Ravens' defense are experts at beating Lamar, and the rest of the NFL is just starting to figure it out. Yeah, and and it hurts the Ravens' offense, but it also hurts the Ravens' defense in that that's their go-to move, which doesn't really work against other teams. With that, like, if the Ravens' defense was playing against Lamar. That defense would be super effective. The problem is uh, they're not playing as Lamar every week. <laughs> okay. No, they, I was going to say, every the week they, they never play against Lamar in a game that matters. But yes. Josh, to me. So good is, point. Trade Lamar. Our defense will be better. Yeah, I'm not saying you should trade Lamar, but I want to put it out, out of the uh, realm of possibility. Um, because he's still going to um, take a ton of money from you. Yes. Um, even if he struggles. But, yes. The big takeaway for me, I think, you know, the bigger news, even bigger than Marlon Humphrey going down and out for the season, which is huge news. I think the the bigger news that's happening in front of our eyes is the regression of Lamar Jackson. He has regressed the second half of the season. He's gotten worse. Yeah, yeah. He's he's specifically at passing the ball. I mean, he's not really running like he. I mean, and partly because they're not as many design runs. But right. He's not running like he was before either. Yeah. Um, and, and so, I, and this is, I think we all have this, this assumption that players just get better every year, but we see it all the time in baseball, the sophomore slump, right? We see teams adjust to hitters, um, in baseball. I think this, what we're seeing right now, what we're, we're witnessing right in front of our, our eyes is football teams adjusting and kind of trying new things. And there's always that fake news story. You figured out Lamar Jackson, right? That's yeah. which is hashtag fake news, but. But this whole kind of zero blitz thing, and now you feel like it's kind of in his head where Lamar's trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. And Lamar with Johnson was—I mean, Lamar Jackson was sacked what four times in the first half. And and before we used to blame our offensive line for those sacks. Not now we're like, wait a minute here, Lamar's dancing back there for however many seconds. Like just throw the ball, dude, against the blitz. You just can't dance around all day against the blitz. And so um, I think what's going to be to first of all, I don't think the Ravens are very good anymore. Because of all the injuries and because of regression of Lamar Jackson play, I mean, I think we're like a 500 football team. It doesn't surprise me at all that we lost right. the Steelers. If we win two games the rest of the year, um, it wouldn't surprise me in the least if we win just one, one or two games the rest of the way just because of all the injury and the regression of Lamar Jackson. Yep. But something to watch the rest of the season, What where my eyes are going, what I'm focused on is, I'm all, I mean, it's weird to say because we're kind of you know, still, still in a playoff team right now. The playoff started. But my eyes are already on kind of Lamar Jackson in the future. And can Lamar Jackson kind of make the adjustments and get out of this funk for the rest of the season? I'm really curious to see if this regression continues or if Lamar Jackson is able to make adjustments and able to to kind of throw the ball downfield against the Blitz is something going to be um, I'm anxious to watch in the coming in the coming weeks. Yeah, no, it's a good point of, well, yeah, the injuries are finally catching up with the Ravens. They were there all year. Yeah, we've They've been, been there all year. The They've stats been, are crazy as far as, like, points scored and turnover right. ratio. Like, we should be a sub-500 team, but we've been very fortunate. Right. So, thankfully, we played well in the first half that we're going to – because you're right. It's, it's going to be really tough to win this week, playing, playing, the, playing the Browns after their bye. Yeah, and this is I think, the uh, easiest game we have left. Because yeah, the, 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 the Steelers, the Steelers again. again. The game. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Who just beat us? Sure. <laughs> yeah. So now you're right. It's a tough second half of the season. And you throw the Bengals and the, and the uh, Packers in there too. Yeah, it's just it's tough. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, so it's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. So enjoy baseball. Yeah. I, I enjoy the hot say, stove. Though, I will also say the reaction with Ravens' losses. I'm just grateful the Orioles. Maybe the, the Orioles will have this when they get good again. But the reaction to Ravens' losses are always so over the top. <laughs> Fire John Harbaugh. Yeah, they're over the top. They're yeah. just over the top, re- ridiculous. Um, every time the Ravens lose, and every time a player right. struggles, right? The the division lead in Ravens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's who have been decimated by injuries. Yep. Like if, if they won three games all year, no one could blame them because they've had so many injuries to their offensive line, to their running back. Right. I hear Titan fans talk about their injuries, but their injuries are nothing like what the Ravens have had this year. Yeah. This is this is like unprecedented how many injuries that they've had. Yep. Two top players and being out for the season. I know. So, what other quarterbacks have had COVID twice? Oh, no, yeah, not to mention that. And then a mysterious illness. And then a mysterious <laughs> illness. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. so the, the injuries are, are, are silly. So Huntley's starting next week? That's some of Ravens' Twitter. Well, what, what, no, because, because, again, this has become huge. Like, watch Lamar's play. Is Lamar able to adjust? Because defense is going to keep on throw, throwing right. this at him. And he and it seems like the play calling's okay. Like if you look at those replays, I'm no expert. I'm no Mister. I'm no Kem McCusick over here. But if you look at the replays, it seems like you know you got one-on-one coverage all day. If Lamar would just look down the field and yeah. stop dancing around in the backfield, that's what just from a layman's eye. Well, and I think it was the half those plays. Yeah, it was. I think it was even on the pregame shows they were pointing out. As long as Lamar knows what side the attack's coming from, he's got a one-on-one to get make the pass. And we saw, and listen, I mean, just watch the tape, not of Lamar, but watch the tape of Big Ben. That's what Big Ben did. And, I, and someone told me that Big Ben is retiring and he's washed up and he's no good. And Big Ben looked pretty good to me. Looked pretty uh, good to me. Yeah, surprisingly. He was the better quarterback on the field last night. Right. Right. Yeah. But but this is also, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a Lamar lover, but this is a, a field day. I mean, the... The Lamar haters have been licking their chops. Yeah, they've been for, waiting for, for this opportunity. For, for a series of games like this where the Lamar haters are coming out in full force. Like, yeah, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's, it's yeah, it's interesting. Well, it's also, it's all, but it's also Lamar, if he wants to make this big payday like he wants, his $40 million or whatever, he's got to uh, fix this. He can't end the season playing like crap for the second half. I don't know. I think he's he'll, still get, he'll still get paid, but not what he wants. I think he's going to make whatever there's, he wants. No there is no, there's no Joe Flacco uh, go out on the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, and get paid everything for winning the Super Bowl. That ain't happening this year. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, because if you don't pay Lamar Jackson, who's what? Yeah, Tyler Huntley. Yeah, and the potential of Lamar Jackson. I mean, talking about it, he, he has MVP potential. So I don't know. I think I don't, he still gets yeah. once. I don't know. Let's get Taylor Heineke. Yeah, from the Redskins. He's turning that team around. All right, Josh. But I'll put you a team right now. You can make this <laughs> no, straight out. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so that's our Ravens talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. Yeah, it's annoying because it's the Steelers. I mean, that's that's the thing. The loss in the win column, I mean, as far as record-wise, it's not a huge deal. The only reason that it really sucks is, A, it's the Steelers. B, 
you played really badly, and Lamar, your star, played badly. And C, you hurt Mar- Marlon Humphreys out for the year. Mm-hmm. And, and D, you look at the rest of the schedule, and it's, and it's just tough. a juggernaut of a schedule. And right, so right. all those reasons make what should not should be kind of innocuous loss in the middle of the season not so innocuous. But it's also not, you know, end of the world. Yeah, of course. And it's also like it's it's Lamar coming off of his sickness and stuff and you would, he's supposed to be feeling better than ever and he, he didn't play better than ever. Right, and the week before throwing a bunch of interceptions. So exactly. it's, it's becoming you know, a couple years ago this guy was just from a betting Untouchable. standpoint. A betting standpoint, Josh, the you could I mean the him throwing interception was always kind of a half interception. And it was usually a negative like one fifty for half interception, which means Vegas thought there's a better a much better chance that he goes the whole game without throwing an interception than throwing an interception. Right. That's that's changing now. That's changing now where the betting odds are that Lamar Jackson will throw an interception at some point in the game now. Yeah, which reminds me, I would like to thank the Minnesota Vikings for crapping the bed and screwing up my 1 o'clock bets. And then, of course, the Baltimore Ravens screwing up my 4 o'clock bets. Ooh, nice. I made money with the Vikings game. Did you? You saw that coming? You saw the Lions getting their first win? No, I, but I mean, I, I saw the uh, points. Uh, yeah. I saw the Lions play every game close, so I thought that would be a close game. Gotcha. So I, I, I had a nice, I had a nice uh, like seven-game parlay. Yep. That everything hit except for the Lions. All right. Wait. Oh, really? That's unfortunate. Um, don't bet on the Ravens, Josh, in the future, okay? Oh, no. I've learned my lesson so many times this season alone. Yeah. The Dolphins game. This game. <laughs> Last week. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, you, you see what the Steelers did the week before to the Bengals. And then you look and at you that say, minus oh, four the number. Steelers are complete crap. And that minus four number? What? We, yeah. We, we can win by six points. What are we talking about here? No. Don't get fooled. Oh, and the minus four number, the spread always screws me. So I always take the, I always take the straight up. I always do Ravens win. Yeah. yeah. I don't the do only, Ravens minus four. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. The only way to do it is just bet the under because the Ravens aren't scoring points right now. Um, and until Lamar Jackson gets his whatever together, I'm not betting on the Ravens because Lamar Jackson, for the Ravens to play well, Lamar Jackson has to play great given our injuries, and Lamar Jackson has not been playing great. He hasn't even been playing good recently. Uh, though what's crazy is Lamar Jackson plays bad, and you still are, are uh, you know, I don't know what we call that, a, a poorly executed play away from winning. Right, exactly. A, threw a little bit too hard, or I don't know. Some people say Andrew slowed up. I don't know, or Andrew's ran, Andrew's, ran about route. Or Andrew know. should have slowed, slowed down to yeah. be open further. Yeah. Some debates about what happened. But yeah. either way, we're that close, right? We're inches away from, from winning despite all that bad crap. Right. It's almost surprising that we lost because those are the type of games which just kind of tend to win every week. Yeah. Yep. But all right, I'm sorry. I extended that Ravens. It's all good. Long. I'm on. A, I'm over on uh, MLB.com, and uh, <laughs> I mean, there's great baseball news. You want to talk about the uh, best road trip locations, or the, uh, the time that Wrigley Field was almost banned from the World Series? Can or, you actually read an article on there? Uh, MLB.com. The girl that struck out Ted Williams and Hank Aaron. Ooh, there, there's uh, no updates on um, hot stove news. No, uh, no. When the lockout went in effect, uh, MLB removed all mentions of current baseball players from their website. You cannot find anything about current baseball players 
only former baseball players. Hey, can I say something dumb? Permission to say something dumb. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> like that stopped you before. Some of the players, the MLB players, yeah. have taken their face away from Twitter and just put the gray icon over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool because that's what they see when you go to MLB.com. Right. It's like a Unite thing. But yeah, doesn't here. that kind of link them to MLB, not to the player? It like makes them faceless uh, ball players instead of people. Like, right, but, I but feel I like that would saying that's how MLB views us. So, you know, here. Oh, uh, see, I would do it as. Oh, okay. See, I see it more as like, hey, we're going to join with MLB. We're going to join with the owners. And the owners just see us as just players. No, I think they're kind of using reverse psychology there to say this is how the owners view us. All right. Like that. But, but here's my dumb thing. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm just, I'm looking at to make sure this is true. Like, some of the orders minor leaguers. Like DL Hall and Grace Rodriguez have also done the gray icon faceless. And my dumb thing is the minor leaguers, this is not about the minor leaguers, this is a major league lockout. The minor league season will still happen. Yeah. And it's my understanding that just based on the condition of the minor league situation over the past umpteen years, that the major league players have kind of screwed over in part because they're the people who agreed with the owners on this past deal. Right. In, in effort, worrying about them and putting their needs in free agency and making big bucks at the major level at the expense of screwing over the minor yeah. leagues for umpteen I get it. So I don't know why Can minor I, leaguers now I, 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 I got an answer for you. Who have screwed them for years. I know the answer for you. Take. Okay, because I know I'm done. Go ahead, Jeff. Right, it's, it's simple. It's D.L. Hall. You saw this one? I think Grace Rodriguez is the same, too. Yeah, just some more. Uh, hold on. I looked up D.L. Hall. I think it's true with Grayson Rodriguez, too. I don't know. I haven't looked up all the players. Um, I'm not seeing Grayson Rodriguez on this list. But D.L. Hall is part of the 40-man, which means he's part of the lockdown. Oh, he is a 40-man member. So he is a 40-man member. So that's why you're seeing it with oh, D.L. Hall. Right. And Grayson Rodriguez has his picture on there. Okay, right. never mind. That was dumb. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked for permission before you went dumb. But, yeah, it's the 40-man thing. Okay. And what's, what's interesting is, so, which is smart, but. Um, oh, yeah, and Adley Rutschman still has his icon on there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Settle down. Deal Hall. Deal Hall triggered because you. It's been done for the minor leagues to jump on that. Yeah, it wouldn't so, make sense to me. Okay. But okay. Yes, and that's why. That because the Deal Hall was added to the 40 man. Right, which meant he's part of the players union. He is. I forgot he's an Orioles. He's on the Orioles. Everybody. Yes. <laughs> he's only been on the Orioles for the like uh, week. Give me a break. I know. I know. I know. He's, um, but that, that's okay. Now, now he's throwing me off. Yeah, because Deal Hall, because he's on that 40 man, cannot work out at. Right. Ed Smith, where Adley Rushman still can, Grayson Rodriguez can, even Austin Hayes can still work out. Oh, because he's on the DL? Because he's on the DL. Oh, Injured Hayes? play, or he on the IL. He ended the season on the IL. Austin Hayes did? Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So players that are rehabbing an injury um, can, continue to rehab. can continue to rehab on team facilities. So the good thing is, like, teams aren't screwing themselves. They are, but they're not. They're trying not to. They're yeah. being at least a little smart about how not screwing with injuries. Is and that health. why the Orioles sent Richie Martin down right, right before the lockout? Outright him to <laughs> removed him from the forty. Right, right. That, yeah. So it could work out. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. 
Any of the lockout news before we get the Orioles news? <laughs> there's, there's zero lockout news. There's nothing. They're not even talking right now. Yeah, even the meetings were like 30 minutes. It was 30 minutes, 30 minutes, and then like the day before, like the the last meeting of this is the meeting where we're going to solve it, it was seven minutes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Could you imagine going into any business meeting and walking out after 30 minutes, after seven minutes? I mean, I don't know. I mean, what what came – have we talked about some of the things they want, like extended playoffs? Have we talked about that idea? But, I mean, I don't know if it's worth talking about any of this stuff when it's not even sure what we're going to get. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, no, I can't imagine with so much – like, I can't imagine walking on meetings when seven minutes I've done it before, but not with so much at stake, right? That's the thing. Right. Not with – like, you don't have a season next year if you guys can't get this figured out. Yeah. And it's yeah, and so and so, what's going to happen? And this is the dumb thing about ne- negotiations. The conversation that should be happening now. This is what we see in politics all the time. The conversation that should be happening now will now happen at the end of January or something. When you could have the same conversation right now. Yep. But right. you just you, you put it off, put it off, put it off, put it off. Well, when you keep saying you're playing chicken, you keep saying the other person's going to blink. And the truth is, we know that no one's blinking. You guys are going to have to sit down and sort out and give and take. You're both going to give and take. Yeah. So um, it's it's just stupid. Yep. And you had and, and and not just this year. You had previous times to 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 work on this. What, what do you think about Max Scherzer? Um, he's a baseball player who has different color eyes. He said that um, there's two things for him to get on board with this whole thing. The owners need to address two things. In this new deal. Okay. One is the competition issue. I think, right. he's, I think he's talking about the Orioles. I'm not sure. Yes. The, the, Orioles Orioles. Would be, the Orioles the would be one of the examples for competition, yes. Yeah. And then the second thing was younger players getting paid. Uh, do, you think we can yeah. these, do you think we can do this? Do you think we can be a more competitive? All right. Um, so that's, and we can pay younger players. Yeah. So it's gonna have to be. So it's gonna have to be give and take. All right. So you want. So we might have to do this. Maybe next year we do. Next week. Okay, maybe we, we, we can do a whole episode next week. On how well, I was gonna do. say maybe let's do this. Are you down for this next week? One of us takes the. One of us is the players' rep. The other is the owners' rep. Okay. And we just do. We just argue for an episode. All right. I'm good with that. I'm comfortable being in either position. I wonder if maybe we can even bring someone in to be the moderator. <laughs> Yeah, because you know this is I've got some experience with uh, with moderation. Oh, you do now. You're, you're yeah. an expert. Can you yeah. bring the same moderator into into our podcast? Uh, it took twelve hours. That'd be a really long podcast. Okay, we'll have to go to me for a few but, hours, then go to you. But play softball or something. Good idea. Maybe you and I be the players' rep, and we have my ex be the uh, owners' rep. We're good at arguing. Oh yeah. Okay. We can go back uh, and if, forth. If that's the case. I'm gonna just gonna sit back and watch that one. I'm my exactly. And watch that one. No. Right. The other question I want to ask though is, and we can get into next week. You know, these, these the specifics. Yes. But like, what? As far as like, I like a rooting interest in things. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not a fan of the owner player because that's feels like rooting. I feel like some people, baseball fans, just like to root, so they pick the players and root for them. Um, but, like, I, I have rooting interest in the sense that I always think about what's better for the Orioles. And I'm not sure if more competitive, like, instituting, I think the, the best example I've seen of that or the most most often 
set an example would be like a salary floor. Yep. For baseball teams that have to spend at least a certain amount of money. Yeah. I'm not sure if that would be good or bad for the Orioles. And so some well, of stuff I wonder, like, what would help and what would hurt the Orioles in this whole CBA thing. Yeah. Well, and right. The salary floor is definitely an Orioles example. The Orioles are, scheduled, are projected for $40 million for yeah, opening day. Yeah, guy is still Chris Davis and right. Cobb, I think. Yeah. And, and, and they're talking about a floor. The players want a floor of around $100 million. Oh, Which, is that what they're saying? That's what that's, I, yeah. That's, that will never happen, but yeah. No, no, not a, was it a hundred million? Yeah, I think it was a hundred million. Yeah, that's an insane amount. Something like that. I don't remember. I'll have to do my research yeah, for next 50 week. Fifty million talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they're looking at eighty, a hundred. Uh, what I was looking at, it was much higher than what the Orioles payroll is. Right. So I don't know. I don't like the salary cap works in the NFL. In the NFL, you have it works to help. Parody. It, and I, it, it does, Josh. But but think about that. But there's a, but there's no minors. There's no. I don't know. Josh, it's NFL it's a players, different game. NFL players get screwed all the time. There's no guarantee yes. contracts. True. The right. money they, they do sign. I mean, you're talking about Lamar Jackson, MVP, most exciting player in the NFL. It's going to sign for what thirty five million dollars a year. And, and, and have very little money guaranteed where you have a 37-year-old pitcher in Max Scherzer who signed at the age – signed at 37 for three years yeah. and what, $140 million or something insane like that. Um, and so I just – I mean, you have guys in the MLB signing $300 million deals, um, and you just don't have that in the NFL because there's less money to go around. And so when you start talking about a salary cap, that's what – you say salary and- for – Owners say, okay, a salary cap. Well, and that's what was projected. What was projected was a floor of $100 million and a luxury tax limit at $180 million. So you can go above, hey, because it's players. They don't want a ceiling. Yeah. So they're saying, okay, well, you can go way past 180 but then you got to share it with the poor teams. Hey, and listen, I'm okay with that. As long as for the Orioles, that money goes to John Means, Cedric Mullins, Adley Rutschman. Like, I don't want to be bringing in a bunch of Jordan Lyles for $7 right. million. Well, hey, that's going to happen. to meet our floor. Right, exactly. Like, how do you feel that is? It's like, oh, I I need to sign one more guy yeah. uh, to, to hit that floor. I got a good baseball team. I'm really happy about it, but I only have $90 million. Let's yeah, uh, Let's bring Chris Davis Edwards to retirement for $10 million so that we can hit the floor. Well, and you talk about TV deals and how much a team of money ma- – how much money a team makes. Different, it's such a yeah. complicated issue. And and it's not like the NFL, no. where Which you have is, kind of the regional TV deals and you have the, right. the big networks. Well, it's you have it, local TV deals in baseball that are a lot different from yes. team to team. And local and baseball, every baseball team manages their own TV rights. Yes. In the NFL, it's one big exactly. unit. The so NFL owns all TV all rights. Teams. Yes. Right. So it gets complicated. You can't just say one works in the NFL, so it's going to work in baseball. And that doesn't take into account minor leagues right. as well, where, the, where teams have all, the owners have already agreed to help out minors more. They're now providing housing for this year for minors. So uh, they're at least doing something there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I mentioned this before, but it never shows up in the payroll information about the Orioles that we just spent millions of dollars to open up a new facility in the Dominican Republic. Right, um, right. Um, to, to develop international players. So well, yeah, that's they say the that, they do that, that all the time up in the payroll. Uh, 
Right. Oh, opening day will be forty million. Well, how many people are we paying? in the warehouse how many how much are we spending on analytics how much have we spent on new technology how much did we spend how much has mike elias spent since he got here on those things a lot more than how much regime how much are we spending on rehab we bought new technology not just for the orioles but for all of our minor league teams (laughs) where like the like all these people want to hate and say peter angelos is cheap he's not cheap yep he has spent the money and opened the wallet for Mike Elias to, and understands that this needs to happen. Yeah. Though, I mean, Oriole fans are skeptical. This was, I think, I don't know if we can get to the Jordan Lyles thing now. If this was a step to show, I mean, this was Mike Elias's largest dollar amount signing yeah. since he's been here at $7 million with yep. an option for a second year at $11 million right. for Jordan Lyles. Yes. Is this a sign, Josh, that the Orioles are willing to spend and that Mike Elias, you know, he's not, you know, just slowly this is heading the right direction where they're spending more money it's, and hopefully this will increase over the next couple of years. Yes, this is a sign of spending money. This is what you're doing. You're spending money. You're not going to sign Max Scherzer as much as I would like to. Max Scherzer doesn't want to come play for the Orioles. So to get Max Scherzer, you will then overpay. Max Scherzer well, already think, got overpaid. Max Scherzer wanted to play for the Mets, but when they offered him $43 million a year for three years, right. he was like, all right, I'll play for the That's Mets. That's what I'm saying. They he overpaid for Max Scherzer. We would have had to overpay even more for Max Scherzer. Well, I think we overpaid for Jordan Lyles, too. But yeah. We did. <laughs> we overpaid for Jordan Lyles. We're, the Baltimore Orioles are going to overpay for anyone that comes into town this year. Now, especially pitchers. pitchers. Carlos Correa, you want to overpay for him? Be at it. I'm I'm all for that. Let's go. Uh, Jordan Lyles, we need pitchers. The good thing about Jordan Lyles is he seems like a sturdy pitcher. If he can if he can give us enough plenty of innings, hundred innings, hundred and twenty innings, then it's a good signing. All right. I yeah. I mean, here are my thoughts. First of all, everyone has talked about how much of a sturdy pitcher he is. This year, you threw 180 innings. Yeah, that's great. Name, what Oriole threw the most innings this year? I think it was Matt Harvey, um, but I don't know off the top of my head. I might, and I don't. It wasn't 180. Um, you can look it up. But the other thing, Josh, in 2019, he and he up. was he was good before 2019 and 2020, or 2020, 2021. He was decent. Mm, okay, but I mean, if you look at his, I mean, uh, I don't know if you're talking about. His career ERA and stuff—it's not—it's not great. But, 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 but my point is, he threw 140 innings in 2019, and kind of that's it. And then you have to go all the way back to two to 2013 to the last time he threw 140 innings. I mean, if you look at 2016, yeah, but you're also not looking at eight innings. 2016, um, I'm sorry, four, 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 49 innings in 2015, 2016, 58 innings, 2017, 69 innings, 2018, 87 innings, um, and 2019, 141 innings, uh, 2020, 57 innings, the shortened season, of course, and 2021, 180 seasons. So it's not like he throws 180 pitches, right? 80 innings every season. So I think a little bit has been made of that. But last year, he was a very durable pitcher. Last year, he was. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm just glad we signed a pitcher. Like, a guy, like, I, so he's coming in and he's not, we're not going to have great expectations for him. He's a negative war last year. Close to zero, but still negative. 
Um, I think he's projected at point six to, for Fangraphs that, that okay. it's coming year. That's better than anyone we had on this team last year. Uh, they would have put him third, but okay. Right, or John Means, Matt Harvey. Behind John Means and Matt Harvey. No. No, his ERA was better than John Means. Right. I mean, better than Matt Harvey. We need guys that can throw, <laughs> that can throw the ball. I'm okay. I'm willing to give this guy a chance. Yeah, I mean, his ERA of 5.15 is high, but it also would have been um, second-best pitcher on our team last year. So, And he's pitchers in Texas. Texas isn't a great place to pitch either. Yeah, I mean, he gave up the most home runs in all of baseball last year. He's perfect for the Orioles then. And now he's coming to Camden Yards. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what, what what there is to say that much about it. I mean, there's people look at the peripherals. I think that the, I mean, he's got a good a good slider. Seems to be his, his effective pitch. That doesn't use a whole lot that maybe could use more. But I think people make too much of this idea of of when he gets with the Orioles, maybe the Orioles can have him throw curveballs 50% of the time or something. Like, T, everyone in baseball now knows about the stats and what's your most effective pitch and all this stuff. And so... I don't think they're going to go change him a whole lot. I think he kind of who, he is who, who he is for, for the most part. Now, people did cite correctly that in September he was almost unhittable. He went to the sixth inning and half his starts he got to the sixth inning or longer, which, I mean, Oriole pitchers did not do last year at all, hardly. Um, and so he does seem to be um, certainly more consistent than, than the guys we had last year. The $7 million... Is an overpay, no doubt. If you look at the free agent kind of tracker, as far as what guys are getting paid, um, Jordan Lyles was made, made paid seven million. Um, Michael Waka, who's projected to be much better, have a WAR of one point three according to Fangraphs, compared to the point six of. Right. of um, anyway, Mike, Michael Waka with the Red Sox signed one year and seven million dollars. Okay. Um, Corey Kluber. But again, you're overpaying for Baltimore. Yeah, you are. Um, you, we're like going to have to. Bundy just signed for $5 million with the Angels. Uh, he's projected well, to be better I, than, than him. I'd like to give him another chance. We'd have to yeah. pay him about 10 to get him back here, though. Yeah, but but it's um, – and then – but the guy right below him on fan graphs, uh, Michael Lorenzen, signed for $6.75 million. So, um, And then Jordan Lyle signed for $7 million. So that, that, that seems a little bit about right, but – but no, and, and the year option for $11 million seems like unrealistic. Yeah. He would get $11 million next year, but I guess I no, like he, the option year. I mean, it's the club option, right? It's not a player option. It's a right. club option. So it's right. very low risk, right? If, if, he, if, he, if he's not great, I think most likely you don't renew the deal. Um, but yeah. some for some reason... Don't come out of it good. as our ace. Yeah. If, if for some reason he's not good. And the other thing, I think that the Orioles are in this position where... You assume Bradish and Rodriguez and Hall will all be part of the rotation in two years. But what if stuff happens, right, and they get injuries or they don't work out, and then all of a sudden maybe you do pick up that option if these other younger pitchers don't sit up. Is he also a Michael Elias? Like, he was drafted by the Astros. Was Michael Elias there when he was drafted? No, he was okay. drafted, I think, in um, 2008. Looks like. And Michael Elias, I think, got to the Astros in 2012. Okay. So, I don't even know if he was there in the system when Michael Elias was there, to be honest. 
but not drafted by Michael Elias. But it is another. I mean, our, our whole team is he was, made up of Houston draftees before Ross. Yeah, he was there. He was in the Houston system until 2014. So okay, so he was there a little bit with Michael Elias. He was. I he think. did have some overlap. Yeah, um, I think Michael Elias got there around 2014. So maybe a little bit overlap. All right, but 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 and so this now this lining up, our rotation now is John Means, Jordan Lyles is number two, and Zimmerman, Aiken, I guess, and throwing whomever down there at the bottom, Bauman if you like him, Bradish maybe. But but I think Michael Elias' goal with Jordan Lyles was last year it got embarrassing. Last year the Orioles pitching got embarrassing. Yes. And Michael Elias has been up front saying, I'm going to address this pitching. And Josh, this is better than Felix Rodriguez and Matt Harvey buying it out for the fifth. Like, right. It seems like you're actually committing real money. It's a rich dollars is real money, um, and it's not a million dollar deal. Like it's real money, and, and so it, right. it seems and, like Michael Lyles is serious. Like he's going to address a certain pitching, and hopefully, this is the first of hopefully two or three more, or one or two more. I would say one or two more pitchers with real money being brought in. Right, and people can make fun of his ERA. The guy has pitched in major in the major leagues for ten years. He's a he's a real pitcher. He's an established pitcher. Yes. So, yeah. We, he, if he didn't pitch for the Orioles this year, he would be pitching for a major league squad this year. Yep. It's not like like Matt Harvey. One could argue he would pitch nowhere else but with the Orioles last year. Right. He and came here because we gave him a chance. Yeah, and, and you could maybe say that about, honestly, about half our rotation where they would not be pitching. I mean, Spencer Watkins would not get an opportunity anywhere else. Right. But he got an opportunity. Like, that's not the case with, with Jordan Lyles. And so I hope um, there's still a bunch of players kind of in between Jordan Lyles um, and and a Bruce Zimmerman that I hope they can pick up and sign. So hopefully this is the first and, of, of right. and maybe maybe a little hi- Maybe a little higher also. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing Matt Harvey back. By the way, I, I don't. I'm not a. I, I would not be opposed to bringing Matt Harvey. Didn't the Giants after, sign after him? Fifth starter. No, Matt Harvey's still available. Really? I thought someone signed him. No, the the Giants. You're probably thinking of the Giants signed Alex Cobb. Oh yeah, Cobb. Made, Cobb is who I they signed. I believe Cobb made, is making ten million dollars a year. I'm surprised by by that number. Um, but yeah, but, I'm yeah. I'm fine with giving Matt Harvey another chance. Well, and we talked about this last last week too. That you just look at what they were supposed to make to what they're making, and all these guys are making more money than they were projected to make. So, the fact that Jordan Lyles is making a little more money than maybe people thought does not bother me at all. Hey, you're back. Yeah, sir. Is that, that, you know, that was that, went out and everything. That was fun. The last image I saw of you was I saw all the lights go out and you in the dark, and then you froze. <laughs> so I was like, I think your power went out. It's been it's real windy over here in Annapolis. I think that's a power. I think that's a wind related issue. I went. I went. I moved to Annapolis, civilization, to get to to, to get away from these power issues. All right. Here I am. While you were gone, I was looking up Matt Harvey's stats to see what he did last year. Yeah. He he pitched 127 innings. Okay. Which is so good. 180, but I right. think that was the most on our team. Yeah. Went six and fourteen with a six twenty seven ERA and ninety five strikeouts. Okay. So ninety five strikeouts, one hundred twenty seven innings, and a minus point three WAR. I'd give that another shot. Yeah. And that was yeah. a one million dollar deal, I believe. Yes. 
Yeah, I think he, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to see how much he commands this year. I'm curious to kind of if people still view him as a minor leaguer option, if Matt Harvey still wants to pitch. Um, it seems like he liked the Orioles at least last offseason, so maybe that's an appealing option. And, and again, it seems like a good fit when you're just waiting for Bradish and Bauman and Hall and Rodriguez to, to show they're ready. And the more veterans you can sign, the more you're comfortable with kind of waiting. Um, last year we saw at times, you know, people like Dean Kramer and and Zach Lothar, who still might be decent pitchers, but they just weren't ready. They weren't performing in AAA, and they would kind of force them to pitch in the majors even though they weren't ready. Um, and so I think by signing guys like Jordan Lyle and maybe one or two other veterans, you can you don't have the temptation of bringing up you know, Zach Lothar, Dean Kramer, unless they kind of prove that they are ready to pitch. And you can throw the same thing in there with um, Hall and Rodriguez. I'm getting nervous yeah. now. My lights are flickering again. <laughs> All right. Make me nervous. All right. Sorry. We can uh... – we can wrap this up a little bit. Right. We can do a shortened episode. After all, it's locked down. Where's the rest of your Orioles podcast? Name me another Orioles podcast that has continued since the season ended and that's still going in through the MLB lockdown. I, I do get I got a notification of On the Verge had a podcast tonight. They're not an Orioles podcast. They are a minor league podcast. Mm, fair, 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 enough, fair enough. Either way, Section 336 has been here forever. What is this? Pod 447. I don't even do, and if you do think, the, you think this little lockout thing is going to affect us from doing a show? We've been doing a show the past three years where the Orioles have been a laughing stock of the Major League Baseball. You know, very few Major League talented players on the team. We've been coming here every week doing a show anyway. It's a little lockout. I know. Nothing to us. We've been doing this for years now. It ain't nothing to us. No. Next year's our ninth season. We'll be good. Even yeah. if, and hey, if uh, right, if we get into the baseball, if we get into March and there's still no baseball, we'll still be going. We'll, we'll, we'll still go. We'll still go. We'll still go. You're gonna stop us. You're gonna have a whole lot of what if episodes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, a, a lot more debate episodes. Exactly. Owners versus players. Hey, Josh, see we have new iTunes review? I did. I was just pulling it up. I saw we got a new iTunes review. Yep. Uh, from Oyster Yam. More PlayStation updates, please. Five stars. I love the O's talk, and I've been listening since the Burt days. But I got to say, the number one thing I look forward to now are the PlayStation updates. Great podcasts. All right. A couple uh, comments the, on this. The Burt days. Has it been that long that it's the birthdays are the good old days or the yeah, old this, days? Yeah, this is like when you listen to Tony Kornheiser and they talk about the original old ra- 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 radio ga- days that happened like 100 years ago. Exactly. This That's now, the Burt days. The, the Burt days. Um, I'm yeah. glad we've gotten there because we talked, we joked before about some new listeners don't even know who Bert is. Yeah, maybe um, maybe over Christmas we can get Bert to the Bert days. Yeah, um, but no, but no, the the comment about the PlayStation updates and, and yeah, everyone loves PlayStation updates. But what you guys don't know is this PlayStation PlayStation thing. We don't talk about it every week because really, just Josh pissed is pissed off about it. Oh, it's and totally irritating. I don't want to bring it up, and it's entertaining. It's hilarious for me, but I show a lot of self restraint on some okay. weeks. And don't ask for the PlayStation update because it just makes us so angry to talk about the PlayStation. I'll give you I'll, I'll give you a little update. All right, let's have a I'll give you a little update. They're going to be available on Walmart.com tomorrow, and uh, apparently I missed them on Amazon today. Um, I'll I'll skip past the every day him telling me he's going to get them. When was the last time you got a text from this guy? 
Oh, I'm getting to it because I now reach out to him every single day because I'm so irritated with him. Okay. So I'm going to give you the updates. Starting you have, and you, because you have too much time on your hands because you don't have a PlayStation 5 to play. Okay, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to follow up with yesterday. Yesterday, I sent him a text yesterday. Or, you know what? Let's go back to Saturday. Okay. And I'll just keep you Saturday. Saturday, he texts. I, uh, oh, see, it's, it's, now I'm like, do I go back even further? I feel like we need to turn this into All right. You need to make a book out of these text messages and just bind it. We can sell it on our website, right. com. I would buy Some, this book of your text message exchanges. A coffee table book? Guy. Yeah, yeah, a coffee table book about getting a PlayStation uh, and all these text messages. I would literally buy this Now, part book. of the problem is that some of the, it has moved from text messages to some phone calls. Okay. So that makes it a little harder to document Do in a book. The voice text? I I do not. Okay. I look down on people that voice text. Oh, you do? Okay. You're well, no. I'm okay with sending voice messages. I look down on people who talk into their phones to send a text message. Oh, you're talking about my mother. Okay. Yeah. And your mother as well. Yes, yes. Like, like mom. Yeah. But mom's old. I look down on people like our age that do it, or people young, especially if you're younger than me. If you're younger than me and you, like, work in my warehouse and you do it, I look down on you. Okay. Duly noted. So, um, all right, so here, I'll give you some quick points. Lots of times over the past couple of weeks where it's, it's coming today, it's coming today, I'll call you later, it's coming today. Yeah. Uh, lots more naps of like, oh, I'm in Pensacola or Alabama or something, but look, I'm four hours away and then I'll have them for you. Oh, he shares the map with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. I didn't know that. So stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So then um, Thursday. Wednesday, we had our last softball game, and he said, you know what, I'm just, I got your name listed to the shipment, so you can just go over to the warehouse and pick it up, because I haven't had time to get it. I said, I said, perfect, we should have done this months ago, send me the address. He said, I'll send it to you tonight when I get home. Never sent it, never sent it, never sent it. I text him the next day, hey, I'm going to go pick him up, what's the address? Didn't, no response, no response. Hey, I'm done with work. Uh, give me the address so I can go pick these up. Oh, I'm working over there. I'll grab them for you, and I'll call you. No, Nothing. no, no. I'll get them. I'll get them. So that's, that's the type of thing. No, that's the type of thing. So yeah. he said he was going to give me the address, never gave me the address. Saturday. Friday night, he tells me he's going to have them Friday night. I say, great. I'm picking up the girls. Let me know. Nothing. Saturday morning, nothing, nothing. I try to call him. He doesn't answer. He texts me. Later, or no, he doesn't text me. I text him around 1 o'clock on Saturday and say, you know what? This would make a great episode of Judge Judy. <laughs> I said, I don't know if Judge Judy is on TV anymore, but I like the idea of you and I going on Judge Judy <laughs> over this. Um, and he tells me uh, what he tells me that he'll, he's grabbing. Did you also send a Judge Judy gif with her kind of pointing at her watch, that famous Judge right. Judy gif? I didn't. I, I, I'll do that. I'll do that tonight. Oh, yeah. That'd um, be a good follow-up gif. Then Sunday, I'm driving, dropping the girls off in the neighborhood. I drive by because he lives in my ex's neighborhood. And I drive by, and I see him on the roof putting up Christmas lights. Mm. So I, I just drive past his house. I don't slow down or anything. I... I and before I even get to him, uh, Mandy's house, I get a text message from him saying, before you say anything, I'm picking him up at 7 tonight. 
I said, I don't believe you, but I look forward to it. <laughs> a preemptive test. Right, right exactly. Yeah. Doesn't show up, nothing. Sunday, he tells me, uh, Sunday, he tells me, I'm with the family, and I'm getting them super late. Call me in the morning, so Monday morning. I'll be by the Jack's airport all day, and I will meet you and give them to you. But I will send you a pic tonight once I grab them to prove it. So this is yesterday. So no pic came. Nothing came in. This morning, I call him on the way to work. No answer. I then text him at 12.45. No answer. Text him at 3 o'clock. No answer. I then try to call him at 4.50. He doesn't answer. He texts that he'll call me right back. He then calls me back at like 6.30 and says, I'm getting to them tonight. I promise I'll have them to you tonight. Uh, nothing. haven't heard from him. Uh, Josh, this is... I don't want to exaggerate this, but this is like an amazing study in human psychology. How, how you can lie to a friend constantly? Josh, here's my question, and I don't want to get too much into this because I feel like this is unknowable and it's going to drive me nuts thinking about it, and I don't want to put my head in your head space because you must be going insane, and I don't want to go there with it. But, Josh, when he says this stuff, do you think that he thinks – He's telling you the truth. <laughs> I can't. That's I, that's the conversation I have. Yeah. That's I was having this conversation last night where it's like, is he straight lying to me, yeah, or does he really think he's delusional and thinks he's getting the PlayStation? And you know, I've been dealing with delusional people lately. Yes. So uh, my life. I was telling. Him, I was talking last night. And I was like, my life has changed so much since I sent, since I gave this guy money for the Playstations. Mm. I said, I owned a house then. I had a family. I said, and not only, I didn't even file for divorce at the time that I paid for these PlayStations. <laughs> and I was able, in faster time than get the PlayStations, I was able to go through an entire divorce, get kicked out of the house, uh, live temporarily in a condo, buy a house, or buy a condo. I don't think I told you on the podcast yet that I bought a condo. And then I'm, I'm closing at the end of December, so I'll have a little better studio set up than this temporary desk. Uh, Josh, this has the makings of a great sitcom. I, I'm going to call Larry David, get him on the phone. We'll do a whole PlayStation bit. Uh, I think this has the potential to, to I, make a lot of money. I started dating a girl and introduced her to my kids in faster time than this guy has give, responded to the PlayStations. I've rebuilt my entire life, and he can't get me a PlayStation. Mm. So yeah, it irritates me dealing with this guy. A whole lot of text messages. Yeah, exactly, and phone calls, and face-to-face time. Like I see him. Yeah. I've played on three softball seasons with him. Yeah. I went through the spring, summer, and winter leagues with this guy. But that's. And he sees me twice a week for softball, and still can lie to my face, and through a text message, and on the phone, which tells me maybe it's not lies. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's delusions. Yeah, maybe it's the the delusion, and that's what's fascinating about this thing, Josh, because you would not be the first person, nor the last person. We've all experienced this, where you thought someone would come through and deliver, and they didn't deliver. This happens all the time. All the people disappoint you. What has never happened, I think, in the history of humanity, with someone to fail, not deliver, 
yet over the period of a year, continue on a the, daily basis to say they will deliver that day or the very next day, exactly, and I'll even exactly. a picture of it, and yet repeatedly fail to do so, it boggles the mind. It's right. Normally, normally when you fail like this, you avoid the person. You you you, you change your phone number, you move you, your address, and right. you change your softball team. I have offered him... On the first of every month, I tell him, hey, man, it's been another month. Why don't you just give me the money back? Yeah, give the money back. And his response is, oh, I'll have them tonight <laughs> every single time. <laughs> it's, wild. it's wild. It's ridiculous. It's wild. Like, what does this guy do for a living? Like, I want to follow this guy around for oh. a month. Is this how he interacts with all people? Is a right, right. lawyer what waiting of, for something? What is his life uh, like with his wife? One of I, his this is is, he st- is his wife still waiting for a birthday present from five years ago? Like I want I, I have so many questions. One of his excuses at one point was that his company servers got hacked or something, um, and because of that he had to work a bunch of hours because it's so important servers that he manages or something that. That screwed him up for getting him for a but couple see, days. Josh, that's one of the most normal things I've heard from this guy. Mostly, no, 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 no. I am editing it to make it sound normal. Okay. Because it's, mostly it's without excuse, right? It's just like, I'll give him tomorrow. Oh, I didn't. I'll give him tomorrow. Oh, I didn't. Oh, no, I no, no. This is, no, no. Excuse. I am editing it from okay. like the, the uh, I'm trying to make it sound like a simple thing, like a normal excuse, because I don't want to come on here and uh, say like, part of the reason my PlayStation didn't come is because it could have been the end of the free world. Yeah. He's in a Tom Clancy night. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Did a helicopter so, land on his lawn and he had to run in real quick? I don't know, but I kind of want to do a um, – as I build a new studio in the new condo, I've been thinking about other podcast ideas. And I'm thinking of doing a fictional story based on this, <laughs> a 10-parter based, yeah. based on this, this, uh, this uh, saga. Yeah. Where it's going to start with, like, a guy thinks he's just buying a PlayStation, and it turns into, like, a Tom Clancy movie where he's got to save all over this. He's really just a Russian asset that's saving the government. Meanwhile, his neighbor, though, life is slowly destroyed (laughs) (laughs) intentionally through his actions. Right, right, right. Yep. There's a lot of comedy here um, available as well. So, I'll, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll co-produce that podcast with you if you want. Okay. I, can do some, I want to dip my hand in some comedic writing, so I'll write the comedy side of that. Okay. All right. We got it. Yeah. We got All it. Right. All right. Ready to get out of here? Yeah. I like that. So, so we're going to try to do this. Uh, speaking of some comedy writing, yeah. we're going we're gonna to do a little a little theater courtroom next week. Yeah. Do you, do you have a preference? Do you want to take the owner side or the player side? I feel both sides. I, I, I feel can, comfortable doing both sides. You know, I right now I am angry at both sides, so I can do either. Yeah. So uh, let's flip a coin or something, and uh, and we'll determine this. Okay. Yeah, I feel good. I mean, I I feel like again, like to go back to the beginning, I feel like I, you know, we're being screwed by, uh, with both sides here. So I feel comfortable with both sides. Like I know them intimately to be able to kind of talk about their arguments. So yeah, um, let's do that next week. Okay. All right, that works. Do, do we know a judge? I would like a nice, like, uh, I, need, I need someone, I need, like, Judge Judy to come on and do this for Major League Baseball. I need the big sounder and the big, uh, I need the, uh, what is it, the bailiff that comes in and introduces the judge and, yeah. and all that. I don't know. I mean, I got a, I got a brother-in-law who's a lawyer. I was asking him a lot of uh, court questions over this uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving time. I've heard yeah, he's been I, giving I, out advice lately. 
Well, yeah, I was going there through. I was asking about some recent high-profile court cases and and his thoughts on it. But um, <laughs> okay. But 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 no, yeah, I'm yeah. That's a good thought. I'll think about it. It's a good me, 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 mediator to to help us fight it out, or or no mediator. We can just go at it one on one. Does there is there with baseball? Is there? I guess there's a mediator, right? There's got there's a mediator. Yeah. Well, he's so not very good at his job. Well, here's how. Here's how. Job. Well, the way. Okay, what I don't get. Media are supposed to keep them in the room together. Yeah. Well, no, it's not even that. I don't know how it works with. I would think there's so much anger and distrust in baseball right now between the union and the owners. I know we're closing the show out, but I think you would have to handle it like a divorce mediation. And the way it works with divorce mediation is you are in one room and your uh, ex is in another room with her lawyer. So it's you and the lawyer in one room, her and the ex in uh, different different rooms. And the mediator comes to you and be like, and says, all right, here's what they, here's what they're presenting. So I'd come to you and say, all right, I'm presenting a salary floor of a hundred million. And and you would respond and say, well, no, in order, for us to give into that, we need universal DH, and we need to. We actually want the salary floor to be sixty million. But on top of that, we're going to put a cap at two hundred, and then you send that back to the players, and then the players say, "No, we need to do this." The problem seems to be that there is no mediator. Well, and the and the and Josh, you mentioned divorce, but the the, the difference being the obvious difference being like. Divorce is you're trying to separate from the other person. We don't want the only right. No, and you're trying to, to come together. We're trying to have an agreement. We're trying to kind of kind of a contract to work together for for the next you know several years. I got a guy that maybe we should have on this show. Okay. Um, we've had we've had Dominique on here before, right? Mm. No, I don't know. Foxworth. Oh, Foxworth? Yeah. I don't actually think we've had him on here. That would be a perfect... All right. We've had him on film study, but remember, he was head of the NFL Players Union during their lockout, and I believe the NBA hired him during their lockout. So... He wouldn't be a good media. Me, me, no, no. Mediation in front of him, but just an interview with him would. Be yes, fun. yeah, yes. But he's someone that I should reach out and see if we can get him over here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's close out before we start talking again about this. Next week is going to be our big lockdown episode, unless they settle this next week. Uh, by the way, shout out to the iTunes reviewer for helping our podcast get to an hour long. So shout out to you because we're about ready to wrap up <laughs> hey, with this iTunes review. We're not at an hour. Right. You, you see the little, you see the clock in the corner? No, I don't Is have that what you're looking at? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the clock over now. Yeah, you're forgetting about the time that your power went out, and I had to sit here and just stare at you, stare at you, all black behind you in your face, like. All right. If, if you're frozen, frozen. Up, it's going to run up to an hour. I'm telling you right now. It'll all run right. up to an hour. All right, you're right. I got to add the intro music and stuff. All right. About an hour. Right, boys, Thanks for that podcast. Yep. Uh, you can be like. That guy who wrote us an iTunes review to help us yeah. our podcast here in the offseason during, during a lockout by writing us an iTunes review. Um, yeah. I really appreciate it. Mention the PlayStation so we can go off another PlayStation ta- ta- tangent. Much appreciated. Don't forget, if you support us, you can get early access to our first What If series. Absolutely. And if you're listening to it, send us some info. Let us know what you think about it. We're really happy with it. Yeah. And, and, just, and the future, just, what if possible? Which I got. We already got some great what if possibilities from our Patreon members. So check that out. You can use the support tab over on section336.com. If you can't figure it out, hit us up on Twitter. Absolutely. And you can follow us on our social media platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at section336. You can follow us. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go... 
Pose and go Ravens and go baseball. <laughs> Thought you were going to pick a side there. <laughs> no, not picking sides. Just go baseball. Go fans. That's right. We are the Panthers and we run this town. When you step into the yard, we must protect this house. We are the Panthers, haven't you heard? We got that underdog stuff and we'll be crushing the curve. And we really don't care what the haters say. We'll be rocking from the city to the Chesapeake Bay. We are the Panthers and we run this town. Everybody knows we ain't messing around. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never thought I'd care about gardening until I bought a house in the suburbs. But now I find myself in conversations about liquid fertilizer, and I wonder, am I the fertilizer guy now? (laughs) No, no way. Everyone knows the ratio between phosphorus and nitrogen, right? Yeah, I'm still totally cool. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. 